he is a producer for Fox Sports Radio. And, you know, I, I believe he does some other work here and there. You know, he used to work for Mighty 1090 in San Diego. It's Brandon Trufa at B Truffles on Twitter and Instagram too, maybe, or is it just Twitter or, you know, what? Yeah. The only Twitter, place you can find Twitter you? and Instagram. Twitter right, and that's... Instagram at B Truffles. There you go. Uh, this is ep- episode 43 of Blindside Sports. And joining me today is Brandon Trufa. I'm Emmett Douglas. Get me on Twitter at EmmettNosi04 and Instagram EmmettNosi. Follow the show on Instagram at Blindside Sports 00. That's where I post, you know, whenever there's a new episode or occasionally I'll grab clips from the show and repost them. Uh, Brandon, he's a good dude. We're going to have a lot to talk about today. Uh, and the first question I want to ask you, Brandon, uh, we're going to talk some, you know, about you and then sports and stuff like that. How did you get, you know, from San Diego to Fox Sports Radio? How did that, how did that go? Oh, man. So I was in college and I originally, I went to San Diego State, we're rocking the San Diego State polo. Uh, so I went to, I went to college and originally I was going for journalism. I wanted to do sports writing. And I think I was in my sophomore year at San Diego State. I was walking to, I had a class that was in like another building. So I would always like walk the same path. I'm very, I have like a lot of like rituals and I guess mild forms of OCD. So I always walk to class in the same kind of path in the same, uh, you know, through the same building. And I remember walking by uh, this room and I looked through the glass and I could barely see kind of like a, uh, almost look like a radio station. And there was a board in there. There was a couple mics. There was like a couple TVs and like a wall of CDs. And I was like, oh man, like, that's kind of cool. That's a radio station. I mean, at San Diego State, we have KPBS. I knew it wasn't KPBS, but I kind of saw, you know, that radio station, uh, you know, kind of as through the weeks, I would walk through that building to get to class. And then finally, I ended up uh, seeing somebody in the building. So I talked to them and uh, they told me, hey, this is uh, this is KCR. This is the uh, college radio student run radio station here at San Diego State. And I was like, oh, this is awesome. How do I get involved with this? Uh, they said, yeah. So whatever show you want to do, if you want to do a sports talk show, if you want to do a news show, if you want to do a music show, you're allowed to pretty much do whatever you want. So me, me and a friend. Uh, we started this like Chargers talk show. The Chargers were still in San Diego at the time. Yeah. So we started this Chargers talk show and it was a weekly show and we would talk Chargers sports once a week. And it was a lot of fun. I mean, we, uh, I I kind of, it was at that moment that I kind of like stepped away from doing like the writing stuff. I ended up writing for the school paper a little later on. But I started to get more into radio uh, just by talking on the mic. Like, I remember we finished our first show and I was just like, that's what I want to do. Like, I don't want to do, you know, be stuck in a room writing and stuff, which I I still love to write. But, you know, being on the mic and being in kind of the, uh, you know, kind of the producer area is a lot of fun. So after college, I worked a couple of a uh, couple of small jobs here and there, trying to find uh, trying to find my way into 1090. And I got into 1090 just kind of on a just kind of on like by chance. Uh, it's kind of a long story, uh, but I applied there many times, and you know, 1090 was like this dream station that I always wanted to work at. At the time, it was the number one. Uh, sports radio station in San Diego and every single show that I loved like all the hosts that I were that I uh, that I listened to were on that station and so I kept applying I would go on the website like every week and apply and apply and apply dude I applied to everything I applied to like ad sales like account executive I applied (laughs) to promotions assistant I applied to you know, board up. I applied to like producer. 
And I, the only experience I had was, you know, at San Diego State, which was, you know, it was very simple there. It was literally you turn, you push a button to turn your mic on and you talked. Like the, the, the host was the producer, the host was, you know, kind of did everything. Yeah. So I kept applying and applying and applying. And finally, I kind of, uh, I kind of got some feedback from them asking if, uh, you know, I wanted to interview for a promotions assistant. And so I wrote back like enthusiastically, like, yes, I would love to, you know, when can I, uh, when can I interview? Like, I would love to do this. And uh, the person who wrote me back the email, they just kind of ghosted me. They never wrote me back. So I was just like, oh, I was kind of left out to dry in that situation. So what I ended up doing was uh, I was also, this was after college. uh, I was also doing volunteer work with San Diego State Media Relations. And at the time, San Diego State, uh, their basketball and their football games and baseball were broadcasted on 1090. So I was at the basketball games helping out with, uh, you know, just running stat sheets to, you know, journalists and the people who worked on TV and the people who worked in radio. And I ended up making a connection with uh, someone who worked for 1090, who was the producer on a show. You know, I told him like, hey, I applied. Uh, It didn't really like, the person didn't get back to me. Is there any way you could like, get this message to this person to like set up an interview or something. Is there anything that you can do? And the person said, yeah, I can see what I can do. And it was a couple of weeks of kind of back and forth emailing and, you know, kind of to wrap it up, he basically said, uh, you know, that position we filled, however, uh, I saw you applied for our board opposition. Do you know how to run a board? And I kind of like lied and I was like, yeah, I know how to run a board. Like I ran one at, you know, San Diego state, how different could it be? And by the way, it was completely different. Like, like I said, what we did at San Diego state was, was like not running a board at all. So, uh, yeah, I ended up interviewing and getting the job with them. I worked at 1090 for two years as a board op and a producer. And, uh, it was a lot of fun. I, I loved that job so much, and I still have a ton of love for the people who uh, who were at that station, um, all of the hosts, all the producers. I still kind of keep in touch with, but unfortunately, uh, 1090 was a, it was kind of independently owned or independently run. It wasn't owned by like Entercom or iHeartRadio, like not, not any of these big kind of radio corporations that are able to fund these stations so we were all kind of on our own and eventually uh the radio station ran out of money and shut down and actually i was the last person running the board at 1090 at 1090 uh uh, when they pulled the plug on the entire station Uh, it was crazy (laughs) that that is crazy yeah it was nuts like our uh our program director came in and at the time we were off the air because they pulled us off the air like two weeks for two weeks. And then we thought we were going to get back on the air eventually. So what we were doing in the meantime is we were just streaming. So we were streaming on the internet and we were streaming on our app. And then all of a sudden, like the streaming on the app stopped in the middle of the show I was producing. Whoa. So I remember like, <laughs> I remember <laughs> the, uh, the technical producer, uh, a bunch of other people who worked like someone who worked on the website, they were like, what the hell is going on? Like, we don't have any feed for our radio station. And the program director came in and he said, uh, Hey, like the stream's off, like we're done. And I was in the, like the hosts were in the middle of a segment. So I didn't know what, what to do. We- Whoa. Yeah. That is weird. <laughs> That's, that's yeah. a good story, actually, like as much as yeah, it sucks. It's a, it's a really good story, man. Like it was I remember it was the two o'clock hour. It was the uh, 12 to three o'clock show. OK, it was the Darren Smith show, which, by the way, Darren Smith in San Diego, one of my favorite radio hosts of all time. He's awesome. Nicest guy you'll ever meet. Um, him and his producer, Marty, they work so hard. 
and they really do a great show. So uh, that's a great radio show if you really want to uh, if you want to check something else out. And they're also in the Fox Sports Radio kind of that's on a Fox Sports Radio station, an affiliate. Yeah. So, yeah, it was the two o'clock hour. We just did the update. And I remember like behind me hearing like a little bit of a commotion and they were maybe like five minutes into the segment. And I just hear like chattering in the back, like, Hey, the app's not working. Like we're not on stream. And so the, I, I believe it was the program director or the general manager came in and he told me, he's like, Hey, uh, we just pulled the plug on the stream. Like we're done. And I kind of looked in the, in, through the window to see if Darren saw what was going on and they didn't like him and his co-host Marty, they just kept going. And he's like, are you going to tell them that the stream is off? And I'm like, I, I didn't know what to do because <laughs> I was just yeah. filling in that day. And so the program director or the general manager walked uh, down the hall into the uh, studio area from the control room. And I got them on the mic. I actually have the last minute of the mighty 1090 like to ever exist which is the program director walking in and you can hear him on the mic say uh you know the stream is off we've just been told by the parent company to shut it down and like darren just went okay and just took his headphones off and that was it wow so yeah basically i lost my radio job right then and there (laughs) they told us to come in the next day they gave us all a severance package And that was it. Like I was out of radio for two years. Um, And during those two years, you know, my mom had some health problems and stuff, which thankfully she, she overcame and she's doing well. Nice. Um, And then, so I thought, all right, 2020 is going to be my year. uh, Cause 2019 was like kind of hellish. Like I lost the radio job. My mom was sick, but then everything at the end of the year started picking up and I'm like, all right, 2020 is going to be my year. This is the year I'm going to get back into radio. This is the year I'm going to, you know, you know, start getting, carrying on with my career. And then the pandemic hits. And then I'm like, oh my gosh. So life again got delayed another year. Yep. And I was just like, toward the end of 2020, I was just like down on my luck because, you know, I had just, I had applied to so many jobs. I applied to just really anything I could in radio, anything I could find between like LA and San Diego, I was applying to, like, I did not care. I was like, I'll do like, I will clean the floor of the studio. Like I do (laughs) not care. I just want to, I just want to get back into radio and, uh, excuse me, my, my mouth is dry. I gotta get some ginger ale. It's all good. I've been talking for way too long. Yeah. (laughs) So, (laughs) So I was, uh, you know, I was just like anything I could do to get back into radio. And I applied to Fox Sports Radio. Uh, it was an editing position, it was an editor. So I applied to that and I actually interviewed for this job back in February of last year. Um, and I did really, I felt I did really well. Um, I made it to like the second round of interviews and our boss, Mike, the big Mike, uh, called me and he said, Hey, I just wanted to call and let you know that you did an amazing job during the interviews, but unfortunately, um, you know, we're going to go with somebody else. And I believe that person actually ended up being Ricky, (laughs) which credit to FSR because they made the right choice because Ricky is awesome. Yeah. Ricky, Ricky's a really Um, nice dude. Future guest, Ricky Ricky, Herrera. Ricky's the great. Yeah, Ricky Ricky is awesome, man. And so so I was just kind of like down on my luck again. I was like, man, like, I just can't catch a break. I just need anything. And a few months went by. And then I saw another opening from FSR. So I applied right away. And Big Mike wrote me back pretty much immediately and said, hey, I saw you applied. Like, good looking out. I'll call you next week. And he called me and offered me the job, and here I am. Wow, yeah, that, what a, that that's a crazy story. And yeah, just yeah. I know a uh, Ben Maller who you've you know worked with the past you know, and Coop, Coop got sick last week, and you took a couple mm-hmm. shifts there. I know Ben, you know, 
he talks talked about mighty mighty 1090 all the time like i know he had friends there i don't remember who exactly you could you'd probably know more than i would yeah but, you know I, I knew that was a pretty you know i don't know if ben mauer knows that about you i think you bring it up next time you see him or work with him yeah so it's funny actually the first time i uh the first time i filled in for coop i texted him just like a few hours before the show just saying hey ben like there's anything you need for an eye, like a rundown or a, uh, any sound or whatever, just let me know. And he's like, Hey man. Yeah. Uh, and so I, when I went in that night, I was talking to him down the line because he was doing the show from home that night. Yeah. And, uh, and he said, Hey, I noticed your number, your phone number is a six one nine phone number, which six one nine is, uh, is a San, San Diego. Diego area code. Yeah. Yep. He's like, are you from San Diego? I said, yeah, I'm, you know, born and raised in San Diego. And he said, uh, he's like, yeah, I got my radio start down in San Diego. And I'm like, oh, cool. Which, which station was it? He said, I used to, uh, he said I was on the, uh, the mighty 690, which 1090, it, it was originally the mighty 690. Yeah. And then they switched it to the mighty 1090 in 2003, I believe. Yeah. That's so, how old Ben is. No, I'm playing. Yeah. <laughs> no, but it's it's kind of funny you brought that up. The same person who gave him his first radio job is a guy named Joe Titino. And uh, Joe Titino was the guy who hired me. So wow. Ben and I basically started at the same kind of starting point. Same thing with Ralph Irvin. Ralph Irvin was also hired by <laughs> Joe Titino. Have you, have you, do you man, follow Joe, Ralph on Twitter? He, he, uh, Ralph, I our guy Ralph, has been, him on Twitter. he's been putting out some hot NBA finals takes. He Sunday night, <laughs> oh, really? It was, it was Wreck It Ralph. He was on, look, look right now, you know, <laughs> at Ralph Irvin FSR for the listeners. You know, go back to Sunday, uh, when game two happened. Our guy Ralph was going crazy. He hates the announcers, you know, he hates the, I, I think Ralph's just a hater. It's funny. Oh, Ralph. Ralph is a uh, Ralph is very stoic, but he's hilarious. Yeah, he's, he's like, uh, he's I think a fun my, guy to one to of my favorite with, Ralph stories. Say. One of my favorite Ralph stories, and a lot of people don't know about this. Uh, shout out Lee Delap, who came on a couple weeks ago, told me this Ralph story, and I don't know if Ralph fucks this out there, but you know, it was told on a podcast. Uh, <laughs> you weren't there, but a couple years ago, there's a stent of a. Uh, Stent, you, you, that's funny. We'll get to that in a minute. FSR host who had kidney stones, like it was Jason Smith, oh, and then I, wow, and then Ramos, I think, had it for a little bit, and Ralph had it, <laughs> and, and you know Lee Delap was doing this. I don't know if he's producing, editing, but according to Lee, Ralph walks up and has it. He has a paper towel in his hand, and Lee's like, "All right, that's you know strange." Puts a kidney stone on Lee Delap's desk and was like, "I'm working," because you know all these guys were obviously at home because. <laughs> Kidney stones are one of the worst pains you can feel in your life. And I don't know if you've had them. I haven't had them. Thank God. I, from no, what I've heard, my, it sounds horrible. My dad had one uh, once. And my dad, like, he's one of those guys that will never call out sick. Yeah. Like, he could, he could have COVID like and he'll go to work. Like, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. He's... He's a guy who never calls out sick or never leaves work either, unless it's like an emergency or something. Yeah. And he got a kidney stone one day and that was like one of maybe five times he's ever like left work in his wow. like 35 years of working at this company. That's crazy. Yeah. He, uh, he just, he was like, I was in so much pain and, uh, and yeah, but that is, that's amazing. I could definitely see Ralph doing that. Ralph is a, uh, here you go. Man, he's a, I could hear him say, beast, he'd be like, man. here you go, Lee. Here I'm working. Go. He'll, he'll walk aren't. into a, he's fun to work with when, uh, when he's doing the updates. Were you there? And, uh, did you hear about the, the Ralph cursing story a couple or God, like earlier this year, late last year? Uh, I think it was, was it when he cursed during an update? Yeah, it was a uh, Steve, Jeff, Danny, the real Don Brown. They, they had to, you know, dump him because he said oh shit during a golf like he yeah. stumbled upon his words and yeah he <laughs> yeah yeah I've, uh i heard that we i think somebody saved the audio yeah it was D- and when Danny i went G in later that day Don brown yeah 
Yeah. When I went in later that day, they were like, hey, check this out. And I mean, stuff like that happens. I mean, obviously, Ralph didn't mean it. it no, it's every just now funny and the then, way you, you know, you're you know gonna... how Ralph does it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the best is, uh, um, I mean, I think it was, uh, I think it was Alex the other day, like a couple weeks ago. He had to dump himself. <laughs> it was the first time he was on the odd couple and he uh he like le- accidentally said oh shit or something like that and yeah it's funny he, when he that had happens. to dump himself <laughs> yeah i mean you uh i feel like i have a pretty good knock on wood i've never had to be dumped uh i feel like i have a pretty good well var um, errington gets dumped all the time filter. yeah <laughs> they're well, a few open weeks about ago, it a few weeks ago roberto uh dumped himself too but he intentionally did it, which was so funny. Oh, Roberto. Uh, <laughs> I, Roberto was the best yeah. laugh in radio. Easily, hands oh, down. Oh, man. That guy, I don't work I with him Roberto. too often, but that guy <laughs> is the funniest guy to work with. Um, yeah, like... He's, I, he's one know, of my favorites. I listen, if you're on the YouTube... Hold on, let me grab it. <laughs> on, on an Echo speaker. And, mm-hmm. you know, obviously, you know, not like the best quality, but, you know, good quality. And... You know, for you know, Coop or you know, whoever's producing will be, you know, doing their bit. Now he hears ah from Roberto in the background. <laughs> yeah. Like he, you know, you I've never really him and Ramos, John Ramos, uh, who's a legend who probably is too busy to come on this show. Um, they they you know, they're the only two guys where you hear that, and it's the funniest thing. And Roberto just yeah, Ramo- laughs at anything. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah Roberto. Roberto I, I even told Roberto, I'm like, dude, you've got the best laugh. He's he's great, man. He uh yeah. I think it was a couple weeks ago on like two pros. It was like Jonas's birthday or something, and he's like, and they were like, How do you say happy birthday in uh in Spanish? Oh, and Roberto God. just goes, No mames, and he dumped himself, <laughs> 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 which which was awesome. And Jonas was dying too because Jonas is like he dumped himself. Like I think it's that's I think that's the, the great best because he did it for yeah. the bit. Yeah, yeah. Roberto's really funny, and you know the guy who takes a random Thursday or Wednesday off to go to a Dodger game and then is back the next night. I I, I think that's funny too. <laughs> like who yeah. just takes a random Wednesday off to go to a Dodger game? But that's <laughs> Roberto for you. Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah. Now you know we've talked about crazy you know for the past like five minutes you know crazy fun radio now you you get that you know starting out sunday mornings with andy Furman, brian no and you know brian finley what is your uh best andy Furman story this is a two-part question and has he sent you mail yet so andy Furman uh has not sent me mail yet whoa andy Furman has also uh, hardly ever gotten my Twitter name. Correct, yeah, I was, yep. Which is yep. amazing. Um, I think the best Andy story is him just not getting my, just not getting my Twitter name correct. Because, you know, we've told him so many times. I even had him follow me. Like during a break, I'm like, Andy, here's what you're going to do. You're going to go in the search bar and you're going <laughs> to type in my name and you're going to hit follow. So that way, when you type in every single week, who's going to be on the show, my name will come up and you just have to click it. Yeah. And the next week he didn't get it right. So yeah. at this point, I, I think it's funny. I, I don't mind it. I don't use Twitter too often anymore. I try like, I've since kind of tried to distance myself from Twitter, just like for my own personal mental health. Yeah. But, um, <clears throat> Well, you know, honestly, I think the best Andy story is just him not getting, not getting my Twitter name correct. But he's Andy Furman is the sweetest guy, yeah, in the world. He's so funny, and he's really funny to like. It's really funny to bust his balls on air because he takes it so seriously, and he's so like so the, the ticket story he, last weekend that was so funny. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I think Hell Chris said I'm going that, to court. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, I'm not going to court. I got a, I got a ticket. It was like my first ticket ever. My first ticket ever. That's not good. That's not good now. <laughs> my favorite story of that was him getting out of the car 
which like <laughs> yeah <laughs> someone who's never someone who's never gotten pulled over in his life and that's his it, first instinct i had a friend do that too yeah. my friend one of my friends got pulled over and he got out of the car and i was like why would you get out of the car that's like didn't, like threatening I don't, I don't to know. a cop <laughs> yeah it seemed like andy Furman also like I don't know if he just exaggerated or if he couldn't stop on the freeway, but it seemed like he like didn't know the guy was going for Andy, which was even better. He's yeah. like, is it going for me? Like, <laughs> yeah. And Andy yeah. Furman has the best out of context drops. Uh, uh, Chris Perfett has a, a whole wall just ready to, you know, hit at like all times. Like there's always an Andy drop for anything. And that's, you know, credit to Jonas Knox, who back in his producer days would, you know, whatever Andy would say, anything remotely out of context, he'd make it out of context. And it's one of the FSR legends. Like you have Andy, like, I need a mature man. And then like, (laughs) and then like, I'm jerking off. I'm like, uh, how did did that happen? Like, how do you, some of them, I don't even know how they even got like. My favorite is, uh, um, they call him the Sperminator. Like that one, I want to know the context. Yeah, because that his teases like his little teases, he he starts teases like that. I want to yeah. know what the payoff was on that particular tease. Like yeah, what? Yeah. That that would be a Jonas would probably know actually Jonas or uh, somebody yeah. would, probably Jonas Jonas or Eddie. But you know, let's move away from Andy and uh, Brian for a little bit here. Now, mm-hmm. I'm assuming since you're a San Diego guy, you're a Chargers Padres fan, and I what's your basketball team so i am not a i am an ex uh san diego charger fan uh i do not root for the chargers anymore now that they're in los angeles um but i was a diehard fan when they were in san diego like every single sunday i was with my family with friends watching the game and i got super 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 into it yeah. So I'm kind of like homeless from a football team. Now I kind of just watch, you know, specific players. But honestly, the last few years, I've been really, really liking the Buffalo Bills. And my dad, when he was younger, grew up a Bills fan. And being from San Diego State, which is a Mountain West school, I saw Josh Allen play in college and he destroyed San Diego State. Like uh-huh. he just destroyed us which looking back on it when people like josh allen got selected everybody was unsure about him yeah. and i was just like you guys have not watched this guy play this guy is insane so i'm a big josh allen fan so i guess like i guess i'm kind of a buffalo bills fan in a way but to answer your question uh i do not have a basketball team either you know again being from san diego like we kind of have this there's like this rivalry with LA kind of like they took the chargers from us and like you know LA and the Padres are always kind of like neck you know you know they go at it with each other um so like I didn't grow up a Lakers fan I didn't really grow up a Clippers fan either because like I mean technically the Clippers left San Diego too but that was well before I was born um so I guess to answer your question, my my basketball team really, I being from San Diego State, I guess I'm a Clippers fan now because that's where Kawhi Leonard goes. Yeah. <laughs> so I just I root for Kawhi Leonard. Wherever he's at, that's kind of where I root for. Uh so I've been like a Spurs fan, I've been a Raptors fan, I've been a uh now a uh, uh a Clipper fan. Um and as far as baseball goes, I'm actually uh, my dad is a Yankees fan. My dad and, and myself are Yankee fans. Uh, Ooh. you know, Derek Jeter, I grew up as my favorite, he's my favorite player, but I still love the Padres, you know, being from San Diego. So it helps because they're both in, you know, separate leagues. One's in the AL, one's in the NL. Yeah. So it's like, I can root for both of them, but, uh, I heard someone describe it, describe another two teams that they like kind of like this, I guess you could say, the Yankees are family to me and like the Padres are really close friends that you call family. Yeah. Like at the end of the day, you're going to pick your family, but you also back your friends at the same time. So 
that's kind of how I am with the Padres and the Yankees, which they're both doing great. (laughs) They're both doing awesome this year. So uh, super stoked about them. Yeah, I so I'm a Seahawks fan for football. Uh, Yeah, I like the Blazers for basketball. But MLB is where it gets weird because I, you know, grew up listening to FSR and, you know, I follow Bo Benton and uh, Bursch and Roberto on Twitter. I like the Mariners, but I like the Dodgers too. Like that, they're an interesting team. And I don't mm-hmm. know why, like, I, I think I just like the, you know, the, they're an easy team to root for. And I, you know, I don't know if I'd rock gear, but I like them now. Yeah. Yeah. Emmett Douglas blindside sports moving on to another question here. Um, have you watched the NBA finals? Are you paying attention at all? Or, you know, should I scrap you know, the be- question? <laughs> Before I came on with you, I was like, I don't know if I've, I know he's going to ask me about the NBA finals. I don't know if I've really watched that much of it, but, um, but that's okay. Like I, I don't like Boston because being a Yankees fan, I do not like anything from Boston. (laughs) So I'm rooting for the Warriors. Um, I have some friends who are big warrior fans too, that I went to college with. So, you know, I like seeing them have success, but um. I mean, as far as the series in, it, in itself, I think it's a great series, um, you know, from what I've seen from it, which has only been like a handful of minutes and highlights here and there. You know, I hate to be one of those like, you know, if so-and-so wins this game, I think they're going to win the series. But I really do think whoever wins this next game, game four, is going to be the series winner. I think if the Celtics win it, win game four and go up three, one. I can't see the warriors coming back from that nope. deficit. <laughs> yep. I and agree. I feel like if the warriors win game four to tie the series up, I don't think Boston could take two of three from golden state in golden state. Uh, if the series were to go seven, um, seven games. So I think whoever wins game four wins the series. Yeah, so it's interesting you say that, Brandon, because you you follow me on Twitter, and I don't know if you saw, but I, I had the Warriors in six at first, and mm-hmm. I I don't think I, I don't see the Warriors grabbing three straight. I mean, I I think they're gonna come come back and pull through Game Four, and I think Draymond Green is gonna have to do something else and foul out and get these tees and only score two points and focus. You know, too much. All he cares about is podcast. So I think he needs to do more. And that's the thing with the Warriors. Like, I've seen people on Twitter just bash Draymond. It's like, yeah, but then again, it's kind of hard to bash the guy when we see when Draymond is either in foul trouble or teed up or not on his A game or injured. The Warriors are not very good. Draymond Green kind of runs the show. He's like, he's like Chris Perfett. Like, mm-hmm. he dishes out the dimes. And um, <laughs> I, I, I think, you know, Draymond, he needs to do better. The Curry ankle injury is a little bit scary to me. He's had ankle injuries, you know, before, had one this season. Um, and the Celtics, man, they're a really young team, and they're really hungry to win it. Ibe Udoka, the head coach, is a pretty good coach. Um, you know, outcoached, you know, most of the teams he's played this, you know, all, all, all the teams so far, like outcoached uh, Steve Nash, outcoach, uh, outcoached Boonholzer, and outcoached uh, Spolster, I'd say. And whoever wins game four, I think it's definitely going to have a momentum. I mean, or the momentum. I mean, that's a, if the Warriors can grab it in Boston, then that's, that's huge. You know, go, mm-hmm. go back to Golden State just after the win, you know, go up three to two. But I think the Celtics, they're going to have a, a chip. They're going to have a fight. And it's not even like Jason Tatum, who's doing good. Like, yeah, he's, you know, he's, been like dishing the ball that had like nine assists all that but like Marcus Smart Al Horford Pritchard mm-hmm. Jalen Smart like the Celtics are you know I I picked the Warriors I thought the Warriors were a really deep team and they still are you know you, you can't deny that but I think the Celtics man they they're gonna put up a fight I'm not gonna dish my pick because I'm not Arnie Spanier and I I don't change up my picks every two weeks I still think the Warriors are gonna win it but six games, I I think that's very unlikely. I mean, the like the Celtics have so much just intensity on that court where 
they're gonna get angry if the Warriors uh, tie it tie it at two, on uh, which is yeah. tomorrow actually. So I think this is, yeah, there's been a couple blowouts and you know, basketball. Wait, the next game is tomorrow. Is it? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Is game four? Are you sure? Yeah. They um, don't need a week in between each game like they have been. Uh, you know, yeah, this whole I, series. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that, you know, I, I'm hoping that like I graduate on the 15th, and I'm hoping you know. There's not oh, a game then. Yeah, and tomorrow's a bunch. Of my last day ever at school, so I'm I'm gonna have to DVR the, oh, the finals. Awesome. So yeah, and then I'm going to uh, Washington State University to you know study journalism, and I'm minoring in communications so I can. Congratulations, man! That's yeah. awesome. So you know, that's I, awesome. I've, I've been covering what I can with the finals. You know, sometimes it's kind of hard to watch when they're at like five or six o'clock. I mean, watch live, you know. It, it, it's a little hard but you know yeah the games have been blowouts but i think yeah the celtics are a very angry team and i think once the warriors mm-hmm. do something the celtics are gonna come back with revengeance and you know make it really hard and the warriors are gonna have to fight and they need steph curry to not have this injury be lingering yeah i mean it's it's I, I don't know if Curry has been ruled out for game four. Yet. I don't think I don't he know has. If that's been Steve Kerr's not too confirmed. Worried. But no, I, I, I think Steph's going to play. And <clears throat> I mean, like you were saying, man, I think, you know, the difference between the team is that the teams is that, you know, the Celtics are very physical. So the Celtics can get in kind of Draymond's head. And if they could try to draw him into playing a little more physical than Draymond already does, and Draymond starts getting into foul trouble or he picks up another flagrant, I think that's going to be rough on the Warriors. But, yes, you know, at the same time, you know, Steph Curry, I, I think, is the best shooter to ever play the game. Agreed. Um, you know, it's, it's really impressive, though, what Jason Tatum has been able to do. Like, that guy – that guy is a superstar in this league. Like what he's been able to do this postseason, like putting the team on his back and scoring 40 plus points. He has the ability to do that. Um, yeah, but I, I agree with you, man. I think it, I think really it's going to come down to tomorrow's game is going to basically decide who has momentum the rest of the way throughout the series. And uh, I think ultimately the winner of game four will win the series. Interesting take by you, Brandon Trufa at B Truffles on Twitter and Insta with us here. Now, one more sports question, um, and I'm sure something else will come up. Yeah. Now, Deshaun Watson, uh, new quarterback of the Browns, he's been the news as of late. And, you know, next, my next solo episode, I will go more in depth on this one because it's a really interesting topic and, you know, there's a lot to talk about. But I want to get your thoughts. How long? do you think he's going to get suspended? How long, if you were the commissioner, how long would you suspend him for? And what are your thoughts on the Cleveland Browns? You know, do you have a, you know, do you think it's a bad look after, you know, what they've done and not knowing the certainty of what's up with the Sean Watson? Do you think it's, you know, you can't blame him? What are your thoughts? Well, it's absolutely a bad look. Um, I, I don't see how, Cleveland thought it was a right move, especially with so much uncertainty surrounding him and so much and what was going on at the time. I don't think it was the right move at all to number one, trade for a guy like that. I mean, it's one thing to trade for him, but when you give him, when you make him like the highest paid, one of the highest paid quarterbacks in the league, and you give him a five-year, $230 million guaranteed contract, what does that go to show, like, what you are looking into for your players? You know, they're, like, it's kind of hard because he, there hasn't been any criminal charges brought against him. But at the same time, 24 women, like 24 civil, civil suits – and it's not That's even that a ton. 66, 66 <laughs> massages. Like, yeah. Yeah. And what we're kind of seeing now is like, this was, this was like borderline, like addiction, you know, this was, this was a system that he had in place to kind of get to what, 
get what he wanted. Yeah. And so, I mean, I guess if I was commissioner, the first thing I would do is I would put him on the commissioner's exemplist, like uh-huh. completely bar him from kind of doing anything at this point and saying, until we can figure this out, you're not going to play. Yeah. You know, um, <clears throat> in terms of a suspension, I mean, the Bauer suspension kind of sets the precedent right now for like what stuff like this could lead to. I think it, I, I, I actually agree with Jason Smith. I think he cannot play football in 2020. I think if the NFL has any sort of morality, they, they would just say, no, he's not going to play football this season. Yeah. And I think for the foreseeable future, I think, you know, it's, it's, it's really tough. It's a, it's a very, uh, it's a very, like, it's a disgusting situation and I hate talking about it, but it is something important that we have to address and we have to talk about. It's an uncomfortable topic, but it's also something that needs to be brought attention to. And uh, I was going to say another thing. Oh, so the Browns, you know, I honestly don't see, you know, I, I think a lot of people gave Baker Mayfield kind of, you know, a little too much. I think Baker can still play. I'm Thank one of the very you. people who actually thinks that Baker Mayfield can still play and can yes. still bring some sort of winning culture to an organization. I don't think Baker Mayfield was the problem in Cleveland. He was playing the last two seasons hurt. Okay, so you have to take that into effect. His breakout year was, you know, crazy. And, you know, <laughs> yeah. what I'll say about Baker is he needs, you know, <laughs> some like quarterbacks he can just have them and they will do good. Baker, if he has, you know, he, he's not like that, but if he has a setup, yeah, we saw what he did in 2020 with Kareem Hunt, Nick <clears throat> Chubb, um, Landry, and that, that Browns team improved. Like they made a couple moves defensively, but injuries, man, that's, that's yeah, really what he's, it is. He's not the best quarterback in the NFL, but if you put the right pieces around him, I still believe he could at least get you into the playoffs and he could, and really the playoffs in the NFL are all about getting hot, man. Yep. It's that when it comes down to that, it's just what, who's the hottest team at the moment? Anybody mm. can win those games. We saw what happened with Tampa this year. It's like anything can happen in the playoffs. You just yeah. need a quarterback who can get you there. And I think Baker is still the guy who can get you there. He's not going to put up, you know, hundred yards you know he's not he's well he's not gonna put up crazy statistics but Very he's average. at least going to give you wins yes 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 <laughs> yeah so yep so you know a couple things i want to say about the deshaun situation and i'll yeah I'll, I'll get some thoughts and save it for another episode that could be coming out soon you know make the audience dig mm-hmm. into it a little bit now yeah it's a disgusting it's a horrible situation and I don't have too much faith in the NFL on this suspension. I really don't. I, 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 there's a difference between, then this is why I pose a question, what I think and what I think he deserves. Because if I were the commissioner, I'd be going the Jason Smith way. But I just <laughs> yeah. don't, I, I just don't know how the NFL, um, they, they just, I don't think they care. But then this is a situation where you have to care. If Deshaun yeah. Watson gets out, you know, with like a six-game suspension, then the NFL is going to be under so much fire. But the the thing is with the NFL too is, yeah, they can be under fire, but people are still going to watch them. People are still going to, you know, pay for all the subscriptions, go see their team. It won't matter too much. But I think the NFL is in a situation where they have to do something. If they don't do something, that's embarrassing, and they should be ashamed of themselves. Like. Mm-hmm. Okay, five when it's five women, okay, maybe, but this it's to the point where you said it, it's pro it, it's most likely an addiction. 24 women, and mm-hmm. that's not even the people fire filed suits on him. There's like 66 I, different I, I will say, like, sorry, sorry. I maybe I'll clarify it. It could be an addiction, but it is it it is definitely a system that yes. he had put in place uh-huh. to get what he wanted. Anyway, yeah. continue. And Sorry. He, and he's not, you know, last point on this, and then we'll move over to a couple other <laughs> questions. You brought up Jason Smith. I have to I have to ask you about something. Um <laughs> I, I, I just feel like, you know, 
Oh, God, where was I going to go? Oh, yeah. He's just not handled himself well at all throughout all of this, right? Like, mm-hmm. tweeting out, whole, you know, stupid stuff, saying, oh, I have a girlfriend in a presser. Just because you have a girlfriend doesn't mean you can't get a massage and be a weirdo. <laughs> but anyways, moving on. Now, uh, one of my favorite bits in radio as of late, as we start the NBA playoffs, is the Magic Johnson Twitter game. I don't know why, but Magic Johnson's tweets are strangely interesting and i i like him so you know what's it like you know i know producer frostberg's back full time but what's it what was it like you know working with jason smith and mike Harmon? you know playing the magic johnson twitter game doing all that yeah that was a lot of fun uh jason and mike are two guys who are two are great uh jason is super super nice um and mike i get to work with you know I get to work with him on the weekend with Bucky. Um, Bucky's the best, brings in donuts almost every week. Does he go? He goes Um, in studio? Yeah, yeah. Bucky's in studio. Same with Mike. Um, Harmon's a good guy, too. Uh, They're they're just a lot of fun to work with. Like, you know, I really am kind of like a little bit blessed that, you know, we were put in that situation where, you know, Frostburg was working at home. So we had to kind of be in that room with them because, you know, that was basically doing producer training every single night. So like when yeah. they actually trained me to do producing, I'm like, oh, I've already done all this before. Uh, this is just repeating stuff that I already know how to do. So it was very fortunate in that sense. Um, but, you know, Jason and Mike are just great characters to work with. And yeah, the Magic Johnson Twitter game, it's uh it's really fun. Yeah. Um, you know, especially like I love that DeSager gets in on it too. Cause uh, you know, we oh, have I some gotta fun ask you one-liners. about DeSager. That that DeSager, um yeah. I don't remember. <clears throat> I know a couple weeks, I think it was like Don who was pretty somebody was in there and you know, they do the Magic Johnson Twitter game and DeSager has just vanished. And it was like 8.50, like our time. So like you still had a couple hours left. And, you know, it gets to the top of the hour. And I hear, the Mets beat the whatever. I'm like, is Jason Smith doing the update? Were you there uh, when Steve DeSager had to ride the vomit comment? So Jason Smith had to do the update? I was not there. No, oh, it, I wasn't if there. You can, if you can find the audio uh, when you, next time you're in the uh, Fox Sports Radio studios, it if you can, you know, you're even text Teicher. He wasn't in there that night. Uh, mm-hmm. But if he, he, I'm sure he has it or Don Brown could find it, but Jason Smith did it, did the top of the hour update. Yeah. I heard about it. I, I didn't, uh, I was not there to witness it, but I certainly heard about it. Um, and I can only imagine he brought up the Mets. Probably yep. 30 to 40 White times. <laughs> yeah. 30 to 40 times during the update. It was funny the other night, the Mets were playing the Padres <clears throat> And uh, Jason was in studio and uh, I started singing the Let's Go Padres song in front of him. And he was like, you know what? You can just sit in the AP room the rest of the night. Just <laughs> just sitting there. I, re- he was getting, I, uh, I remember it was um, playful banter. One of my favorite playful banter Jason Smith stories involves a great Isaac Lowenkron. Oh, I wish I had the I wish I had the drops of Isaac Lowenkron. But um, he was you know, working the Jason Smith show, like very, very rare. And it was the night the Mets just choked to the Phillies. He first, you know, Isaac Lowenkron, the Lord of Trending, he is a wordsmith. He puts together his updates, like the way he does it with the audio and like the memes from like the 90s and the movies. Like, it's funny. And the first line, well, Jason Smith's Mets choked tonight. And then (laughs) play some audio (laughs) and the whole like four hour show, every update. Right. And it got to the point where Jason's like, I might just use the bathroom during ILO's updates because he keeps bringing this, the Mets up. Because <laughs> the Mets, like, <laughs> it was beginning of the season, I think, made, like, second ever series. Like, this was this year. Like, you know, after it was like the Monday or Tuesday after the uh, first weekend series, and ILO was in, and the Mets were up, like, God, like four. I was watching the game too. And I, I leave and come back, and the Mets choked. And, Ilo just was going in on Jason Smith, trolling him, using his audio clips that, you know, we actually have live audio of this and would play some audio clips. And 
I, I think Isaac Lowenkron is up there in the update anchor tier list of uh, of me. I, he, he's funny, and the way he trolled Jason Smith was just great, and I, I respect it. Yeah, Ilo always makes it fun. I get to uh, I get to work with him on uh, believe it's on Sunday mornings when uh, yep. during Mike Buck and Bucky's Bucky. show during the last uh, it's the last yeah the last four hours of that shift. And uh, yeah, Ilo's really fun to work with. Him and I uh, playfully, you know, uh, um, jab each other because he recently got hired, I believe, to do play by play for angel city fc which wow. is the new women's soccer team up here in uh in los angeles and san diego just got the san diego wave who are another you know professional women's soccer team down in uh down in san diego so when i heard he got the angel city job i said oh congratulations on getting the angel city job man i'm happy for you he's like hey thank you and i said uh by the way, go wave. And he was like, no, no, no. Like he, <laughs> he got like, so we, you know, we, we, uh, playfully, i playfully will, uh, will, uh, you know, throw jabs at him at his team. And he playfully throws jabs at mine. He works for the Chargers too. I don't know if you know that, but I have a, he does. I, pay for the, he does. I pay for the radio, the NFL, like the game pass or whatever. And, you know, I have red zone on my key on my computer, you know, or I'll have on my TV and a couple months ago, um, Matt money Smith, the chargers, you know, usual play-by-play got the, got the vid 19. Mm-hmm. And I see Isaac on Twitter, like I'm stepping in. So like the Seahawks are playing like the Jaguars without Russell Wilson. So I'm like, I'm not going to watch the Seahawks game. So I, I listened to Ilo for, I think he did two or three games and he, he brought the energy, man. And that was, I was like, wow, this guy, this guy calls games really well. And I know he does like some like college team. I, I think like Bakersfield or something like that. I don't, he does some. College yeah. Basketball yeah. Stuff. He does. He does some other play by play. I believe DeSager works for the Chargers as well. Yeah. DeSager. Um, I think he's a stat guy. I, yeah, I think I saw a, a video guy. on Twitter of him like vibing the music and someone quoted it and said, there's Steve DeSager. <laughs> Uh, there was another one that I recently saw or was made aware of where uh, it was like during the game or during one of the quarters or before the game. I can't remember, but Matt Money Smith was uh, doing something and Steve walked up next to him to like read, like show him some stats or read something to him. And uh, the song In the Air Tonight by Phil Collins was playing in the background. <laughs> that and might it have been was the one. Right before, it was right before the drum solo. So like, as the drum solo hits, like Matt Money Smith, like pushes his chair back and like does the air drum type thing. And Steve DeSager like jumped out of the way because he thought something was wrong. <laughs> like, and I didn't realize it was Steve DeSager until someone pointed it out for me. Who was it? Alex I was like, All right. uh, I was a uh, Bo. I think Bo made me aware of it. Oh, but I love Bo. Bo <laughs> yeah. is, but Bo is an ultimate you know talk about troll like isaac and you know jason but Bo is the ultimate twitter troll like some of the stuff i see from Bo makes me like want to delete twitter sometimes that that was a joke Bo, but he Bo is awesome yeah yeah shout, shout out Bo benson and uh his wife you know just you know Bo and his wife had a kid so you know mm-hmm. funny story speaking of Bo, um i was gonna do the swing shift emmett episode right bursh thought of it and i was like that's mm-hmm. a great idea so you know, we did it on like a Friday night. Well, we were going to do it. We end up doing it, but we'll get to that. And I'm in class and I get a message from Bershinger, a text. And he's like, hey, uh, it, Bo, you know, his wife went into labor and, you know, it, do you still want to do the show? Just be us two. I'm like, yeah, of course. But it got me thinking. I'm like, what if this happened in the middle of us recording the episode? Like if I recorded it <laughs> three hours earlier, this could have happened. Like, like. <laughs> Be my, I, that, that might be your most reviewed episode. <laughs> yeah, with your, with your bow, like, I need to go and, like, log off. and Yeah. He, I think yeah. Bo's a professional. He'd play it off well, but. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, uh, yeah, I had Bo's a Mauer so Militia to work with. one, too, where I had Eddie Garcia on. And I don't know if mm-hmm. you know the beef between the Mauer Militia and William, William Shatner. Um, 
Eddie I'm not was, too familiar with it. Oh, it was, you know, basically a thing. And Ben, you know, that they had some words and uh, Shatz went on a, a blocking spree. Anyone, you might be blocked by William Shatner on Twitter. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. You, you, you should look, but like, I know, like, I think like Gara, Rob Gara, Coop, I think Danny G and Bobo, Roberto, like Eddie, all of those guys were blocked. And it gets brought up on my, you know, my show with Eddie Garcia. And he logs on to Twitter and go, he's like, I wonder if I'm still blocked. So he goes to the William Shatner Twitter and he wasn't, right? And no, we didn't notice for after the show, but I made a tweet saying, you know, broke some news for, you know, the Maller militia. Eddie Garcia has been unblocked by William Shatner. And I get a text from Eddie and he's like, oh, I wish I did, but it was on my Puck podcast account, which I don't know how he hasn't blocked that one yet, but he, you know, he, he's unblocked on the Puck podcast account. So, I mean, he runs the account. So, I mean, I get I, it wasn't like too bad of breaking news, but, you know. I think it's funny when you find out you've been randomly blocked by somebody. I, just... I know, <laughs> I know, um, like Ben Mowers blocked by Deshaun Watson, which is hilarious. And oh, geez, Justin and Cincinnati, a loyal, loyal listener, is blocked by Deshaun Watson as well. Yeah, I, I think, like, I actually think Deshaun put his uh, his Twitter on like private or his tweets were protected a couple yeah, days ago. I, I follow him, so I, it didn't really affect yeah. me, but I, I just follow him because, like, when the uh, so I remember when you know this whole story broke with the first woman suing Deshaun, it was like probably like one in the morning, Texas. It broke late, like I think it was at the start of Ben's and Jason's show. And I go on Twitter and I'm like, I wonder, you know, is Deshaun like, does he have no life where he tweets at one in the morning about this? And he did, so I was like, oh, this is, I can't wait to see what this guy says during the, you know, during all this. And he he stayed quiet after that one tweet saying he was innocent, and then. As I, I still remember like how, you know, day by day last year, lawsuit, 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 lawsuit. I'm like, oh, this is, this is crazy. Deshaun's, Deshaun's a weirdo. And then we're still talking about it to this day without a solution. So yeah, mm-hmm. that definitely crazy. Um, Brandon Trufa at B Truffles joined me for this episode. If you guys are new, make sure you subscribe or download. Share with your friends because, you know, word of mouth advertising is the best because, hey, if I were to share it, who cares? But if you say, hey, it's a good podcast, your friends will be more likely to check it out. Follow mine and Brandon's socials. And Brandon, do you do anything else besides FSR that people could check out? Um, no, not really. <laughs> I, uh, um, no, not, not really. I don't have any other podcasts or, uh. I don't have any streaming or Twitch or anything. I just, uh, you know, just listen to, uh, you know, Fox Sports Sunday from 3 to 10 on Fox Sports Radio, 3 a.m. Yeah, to 10 a.m. Brandon doesn't time. sleep, if you, if, you, if you can't tell, 3, <laughs> three, three to 10, that's, that's, that's a big overnight shift. <laughs> it is. It's a little rough. You, you tend to kind of like adjust. I've got a, little, got a little system on how to do it, but um. But yeah, man, I, I really appreciate you uh, having me on. Uh, you know, great job doing what you're doing. You're already kind of uh, ahead of the game. I know you, uh, do you want to get into radio at all? Yes. Is that kind oh, of yeah. your dream? Yep. Sports yeah. radio. And I know it's going to be a long ride. So, you know, <laughs> prepare yeah, for man, the we'll, ride. Purdue, we'll, I think I'm going to end up running the board for a little bit. Get, get my name in the, you know, get the experience down and then go from there. Yeah, man, like that would be my best advice to you. Like you're already kind of ahead of the game doing a podcast, but anyway, you can hit up your local stations, hit up your, uh, you know, college stations. That's my plan. Yep. You know, even TV stations too. They're looking like, you know, even producing goes into that as well. So, oh yeah. you know, any way you can get in the door, whether it's promotions, whether it's running a board, whether it's, uh, you know, even low producing or, assistant producing her stuff, you know, get in because, you know, it's from myself, you know, from someone who had been out of the game for a little bit, it's very hard to get back in. But once you're in radio, you kind of like have a little bit easier time moving around. So that would be my best advice to you, man, would be, uh, 
you know, find, find some sort of internship, even if it's just screening calls, you know, <laughs> even yeah. if you're just picking up the phone and listening to Holler and James snore while, you know, <laughs> he's on air. Or Blind Scott uh, scream at the top of his lungs. Yeah, even if you got to do that for, you know, a year or two, at least you're in the door and, uh, you know, someone will hire you, man. It's, it's, yep. oh, it's a yeah. lot of fun. Yeah, man. Th- thanks for having me. Uh, I'll have a solo episode, you know, now that I'm basically done with school, I'll have more time to, you know, grind out the shows. So expect more episodes, more interviews. And uh, thanks for watching. See ya.